fear? And you are my reward. The solid rock upon which I stand. Your love is unconditional. You are Lord. So we call you by your covenant keeping name, Yahweh. Reminders that you are immovable, invincible. You are not shaken, no matter what we are going through. Our refuge, our strength, our hope, our desire, our fortress. You are the reason we are standing. You are the reason we're still here. Forever. I will forever love and trust. Love is unconditional. You alone, you are. We call you. Changeless God, whose love is endless, whose power is unsearchable, whose wisdom is beyond all that we could further understand. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Though an oath should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The wall should rise against me. In this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in His temple. In the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle. He shall hide me and set my feet up on a rock. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies who are around me. Therefore I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy and I will sing you alone. In the tabernacle of God, the sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing. Praises to the Lord. You are my source, you are my strength, you are my shield, you are my buckler, you are my rare God, you are my shade upon my right hand, you alone. You are my son, the brightness of my glory. My God, my guide, my Lord, my King, my fortress, my future, my birth, my present. In you I live, I move, and have my being. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. 
Yeshua. which I stand. Praise the Lord. How are you doing? Uh, I, be, I believe and I do hope that you are well. This Tuesday afternoon is the Tuesday Night Victory Service FB online. It's so good to see each and every one of you who's already joined us right now. We've got quite a number of people getting in and uh, I pray that we will get many more coming in. Uh, they need to know that we have uh, already set off to just have this service today. I want us to start with a word of prayer. Then we get into the teaching of the word of God. I've got quite a number of things that I want to share today. And uh, I am very sure that I will not finish because we've been doing this teaching on a sound mind, which I believe is very pertinent for us in this particular season. And since we have this time uh, together, then there's no need to rush through it. Uh, so I want us to pray and then we will get into the scriptures. And so we'll do a part of it today. And then we will pick up on the next part of it on Thursday and pray about it and glorify Jesus um, even as he is Lord. Let's pray. Father, in the name that is above every name, even in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we are gathered around your word gathered by your spirit to receive instruction, to receive ministry, to receive light. And we thank you that you have privileged us with such a time as this, that the word of God will come forth to us. And I pray it comes in clarity, simplicity, yet in power. Liberate us, heal our souls, and cause our minds to be freed. In the name of Jesus, heal the sick, deliver the bound, set the captives free, and glorify your name. Amen and amen. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And tuned in as well. I am going to go straight into the scriptures in the book of Second Timothy. We've been there for a while. The book of Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. The book of Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. We have been there for a while. Um, but it's a promise that the Lord has given to us. And we need to understand that as well. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6 and 7. The scripture says, Therefore I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on or the laying on of hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us 
the spirit of love, the spirit of power, and the spirit of a sound mind. Now, that scripture is repeated nearly in Romans chapter 8 and verse 15. Romans chapter 8 and verse 15, the scripture says to us that we have not received the spirit of bondage again into fear. We have not received the spirit of bondage again into fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. We have not received the spirit of bondage. When we received the Holy Spirit, we did not receive the spirit of bondage, but we received the spirit of adoption. We received the spirit that brought us into the family, the spirit of sonship, adoption, the spirit that declared over us that we are sons of God. And through the same spirit, we could also declare that we were the sons of God. For we did not receive the spirit of bondage. We did not receive the spirit of bondage. We received the spirit of liberty. The scripture says to us in Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17 uh, that the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The Lord is that spirit. The Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So to every one of us that received the spirit of God, we need to understand that we never received the spirit of bondage. We did not receive the spirit of bondage. Now fear brings people into bondage. We've talked about that before. We spoke about it. Fear brings torment and fear keeps you in bondage. First John chapter 4 and verse 18. He says there is no fear in perfect love. There's no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear. But fear brings torment or fear brings bondage. So it is not possible that the Spirit of God, and yet God is love, it is not possible that the Spirit of God, who is love, would bring to us fear that brings bondage. So when the Spirit of God comes into us by virtue of our faith in Christ, the Spirit brings us liberty. Glory be to Jesus Christ. Now, that liberty includes the liberty from, from fear. I need you to look at what Hebrews chapter 2 would say. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14. If we would just look at that uh, shortly as we lay our foundation and then we just go. The scripture says, Inasmuch then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself also likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy the one who had the power of death. That is the devil. And in verse 15, and to release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. To release them who through the fear of death were all their lives subject to bondage. The scripture is telling us that because we were flesh and blood, Christ had to become one with us. So Christ had to become flesh and blood. He had to take upon himself a human form. And he, he had to leave deity and divinity and come in in the human form, humbled himself, took upon himself the form of a servant, uh, took upon himself, wrapped himself in flesh so that he might die. Why? Because man was afraid of death. There was a pronouncement of death of a man because of sin. And so Jesus came to die just to show us that death was not final. That's what the scripture talks about. So he had to become flesh and blood so that through death he might defeat 
defeat the one that has the power of death. That was the devil. Who through all our lives had tormented us by the fear of death. When one comes into Christ, the fear of death is eliminated because death becomes a passage into a life of eternity with the Father. So Jesus, by conquering death, he eliminated the greatest thing that the enemy could use to petrify you and to keep you in bondage through fear. He eliminated the enemy's most lethal weapon, which is death. In fact, the scripture would say, and I don't want to go into that, but the scripture would say the same in 1 Corinthians 15, that the last enemy to be destroyed is death. That was the enemy's trump card. That was his joker. That is the one that he knew whenever he will bring death, he will terrify you. And so people lived their lives in the fear of death. Now Christ came and died and walked out of that grave to let you know that the devil doesn't have the final say. So the resurrection of Jesus broke that fear and then we received in, in the place of the fear, we received adoption into sonship. So we did not receive the spirit of bondage. We received the spirit of liberty. We received the spirit of sonship. And so we cry out by this spirit that we have a father. There's the same in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6 and verse 7. The scripture says that now we are no longer slaves, but we are sons. And because we are sons, God has given to us the spirit of his son by whom we cry abba father so now we have received the spirit by whom we cry abba father we have a father glory be to jesus christ and he said we are no longer slaves but we are sons and if we are sons then we are heirs together with christ we are no longer slaves so we are not afraid we're not afraid of the father when we were in sin we were we were terrified of the presence of the father that happened in the garden when adam and eve sinned and god came in the cool of the evening they ran away they hid why because sin had introduced fear sin had interfered with the relationship that they used to have they had disobeyed god they had moved out of the ordinance of god and so they were afraid of god because the guilt of what they had done caused them not to enjoy the presence of God, so they could not receive his love. He still remained a loving father. He still came to see them. He still came to have fellowship with them. But because they knew that they had done something wrong, they ran away. So what they did had introduced the spirit of fear. They started fearing God in a negative way. It wasn't reverence. It was that they were afraid of God. That means they did not want to deal with God. They were not confident to come around God. They were not bold to come into his presence that was their fear. That's the connotation of the fear that they had. It was the kind of fear that drives you away, the negative fear that causes you to go away. So they were not confident. They were not bold. They could not come before God. They wanted to stay away from God because they were expecting repercussions. That's the kind of fear that the enemy wants you to have. He wants you to have the kind of fear that terrifies you, the kind of thing that makes you feel you're inadequate, the kind of thing that 
causes you to always be guilty, the kind of thing that works on your self-esteem and brings it low, the kind of thing that makes you not confident. That's the kind of fear that the enemy wants to keep you at, so that you're not even confident to relate with God. You always think that you are messed up, and you always think that you will mess up, and you always think that you're not deserving. So that's the kind of fear that the enemy wants us to have. That's the bondage that he wants to keep us in. Because as long as we keep thinking like that, we will never embrace and receive the love of God, which I talked about last week. But the fear that we are supposed to have from God, of God rather, is in Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 9, where the scripture says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That fear is not that we are afraid of God. It is not that we are not confident. It is the fear that is the reverence, the respect, the honor that we give to God. That's the kind of fear that God wants us to have. The reverence, the respect, the honor that we have to God. That we acknowledge that he is God and he's above everyone and above everything. That's the fear that is the beginning of wisdom. Because once you recognize that there is one God, one Father, one baptism, one faith, one spirit, above all, through all, over all of us. Once you get to that place, then you begin to draw from the wisdom of God. And so... We need to move or we will move from the negative fear, the fear that the enemy instills in us, to the place where we started having the fear of God, which is the reverence, the respect, where we honor him, where we are in awe of God. Now, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 says that we come boldly before the throne of grace so that we may receive grace and, and mercy for the time of need. We come boldly. We don't come carelessly. We come boldly before the throne of grace. We're not coming in as if God is our equal or he's our mate. But the boldness we have is because Christ tore the veil. He tore the veil and he brought us in. We were adopted into sonship. So we now know that we are not outsiders. We are not strangers. We are not aliens. We now know that we have been drawn in by the blood of Jesus Christ into fellowship with the Father. We who in the times past were far off. We who were not a people, we are drawn in. That's what Ephesians talks about in chapter 2 and from verse 11. We were drawn in. Christ tore the veil. He gave us access by his blood, drew us by his spirit, brought us into the family. We were redeemed and now we are recognized as the sons of God. So we come boldly as the sons of God. That boldness does not mean that we are careless. It is just the confidence that comes with the fact that we know that we belong. Glory be to Jesus. Proverbs 28 and verse 1, the scripture says, The righteous is as bold as a lion, but the wicked flees even when no one is pursuing. The wicked will flee when no one pursues, but the righteous is as bold as a lion. The wicked will run away because they always feel like something is coming after them. Now that's the bondage that anybody that does not know Jesus always has. They will always feel like something is about to happen. Even those who are in Christ and have not had the renewal of their minds will always live in fear. And God does not want you to live in fear. God did not give you 
the spirit of fear. God did not give you the spirit of fear. If you operate in fear, you need to know that that is not of God. You must resist fear by all means. The fear of the unknown, the fear of tomorrow. You need to know that that is not of God. God did not give you the spirit of fear. The people who cannot sleep with their lights off, they're just afraid that something will get into that house. Something will get into the room. Something will happen to them. The people who are afraid of closing their eyes, they just feel like, you know, if I sleep, I may not wake up. And they're not being, they're, they're not trying to be funny. They're not trying to be naughty. They literally are bound by fear. When and Whenever they shut their eyes, they just feel like something will happen to them. Uh, the people who feel like if they fly, the plane will crash. There's such a fear. There's such a fear. There is, there's a level of fear that you need to have, which is for protection and it is is more like reflex so that you're not careless but there are people who will be afraid of everything i mean they're just afraid of everything they they constantly live with a negative mindset always expecting something evil to happen to them job chapter 5 and verse 23 job chapter 5 and verse 23 glory be to jesus christ job chapter 5 and verse 23 the scripture says for you shall have a covenant with the stones Sorry, uh, Job chapter 3 and verse 25. Uh, I need to get my scripture right. Job chapter 3 and verse 25. When things had happened to Job, Job says, For the thing I greatly feared, for the thing I greatly feared came upon me. Do you see the power of fear, ladies and gentlemen? He says, For the thing that I greatly feared came upon me. And what I dreaded has happened to me. For the thing I greatly feared, if you fear it enough, it will happen. And then you will say, you know, any time I dream about this kind of a thing, it happens. Anytime, I'm, uh, anytime my spirit is telling me something is going to go wrong, it will go wrong. Sometimes it is not because you're prophetic. Sometimes it is just because you are in fear. And fear has the same power as faith. Because fear is faith. Fear is faith in the negative. So if you believe so much that something will go wrong, ladies and gentlemen, it will go wrong. Job says, the thing I greatly feared, the thing I greatly feared. This is why he used to give offerings. And, and, and uh, he used to give offerings because he said, you know, let me give offerings in case my sons have done anything evil. Now, I wouldn't want to talk about that right now, but the offerings of Job did not bring anything back to him. The, offering of, the offerings of Job were not effective because they were not the offerings of faith. I don't want to talk about that right now, but his offerings could not do what he wanted because his offerings were not the offerings of faith. They were the offerings of fear. His offering was driven by the fear that perhaps his sons had done something wrong. It was not in his belief in God to protect his sons. It was in him believing that something could happen. That's why he says, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. The thing I greatly feared. He had expected that all of these things were going to tumble, to tumble down. He had expected this. And he said, the thing I dreaded the most has happened to me. God has not given you the spirit of fear. Fear is of the devil. Fear is of the devil. Glory be to Jesus Christ. When Christ comes unto you, he gives you power. He gives you love. He gives you a sound mind. 
And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the utmost parts of the earth. When Christ comes into you, when his spirit fills you, he gives you power, he gives you love, he gives you a sound mind. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. He gives you power, he gives you love, he gives you a sound mind. Now, I begin to teach right now, and I hope I'll be able to teach in the next 30 minutes the thing that I have in my spirit right now. I don't know where you were, but wherever you were, I need to give a definition for what a sound mind is. Uh, and I ask where you were so that you can just take notes. If not, you will still get back to this sermon later on when you're a bit more settled so that you can write down a few things. Glory be to God. Praise be to Jesus. The word, the sound mind there, the expression is sound mind there. <laughs> uh, forgive me, this is the only Greek word that I'm going to give on a Tuesday afternoon. Is sophronismos. The Greek word for it is sophronismos. S-O-P. S-O-P. P for Peter. H for Harare. R-O-N. I-S-M-O-S. So I'll give that again. S for silicon. O for omega. P for Peter. H for Harare. R for Rhino, O for Omega, N for Nairobi, I for India. What was S again for? <laughs> and then M for Mombasa, O for Omega, and then S again, Sophronismos. This expression in the Greek means self-control. Self-control. Glory be to God. Davis Warohio, uh, Warohio saying, feeling happy to be home. The Lord bless you. Uh, my chosen M. Kenya, what a name. <laughs> uh, Ryan Adatella as well. Mary Chinzi, God bless you. Good to see each and every one of you. Uh, praise be to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Clyde, it's good to see you, Clyde. Uh, Comrade Kabasele, God bless you as well. Uh, Adera James praying for the spirit of adoption. If you, if you have Christ, then you have the spirit of adoption already. Uh, Stephen Amolo feeling blessed. The Lord bless you as well. Praise be to Jesus. Nyokabi Mugisha. Uh, thank you. Thank you for just tuning in as well. All right. So I say it's sophronismos, which is, uh, the sound mind, but it literally means self-control and moderation. Self-control and or moderation self-control so when we say that god has given you the spirit of a sound mind we are saying god has given you the spirit of self-control we are saying that god has given you the spirit of self-control and moderation hallelujah god has given you the spirit of self-control and moderation Praise be to Jesus Christ. That means that, and I did share this when we did this the last time. I say that your mind is the organ of dominion. And, and so for you to be able to control everything else, the first thing that you must be able to do is to control yourself. The mind of a man, the mind of a man, um, man became a living soul. I don't want to go there, but I've got to do that. God formed man 
from the dust. Genesis 2, 7. And God breathed into his nostrils and man became a living soul. In the Hebrew, napash, which means the inner man, the appetite, the everything about that man, his desires. Man became a living appetite. That word napash in the Greek is suke, which is soul. And it talks about the will, the mind, the intellect, and the emotions. So man, in the beginning, became a living soul. That means he became a living intellect, a living will, a living mind, a living emotion. So the mind of a man came alive when the breath of God came into the man. That's when man began to name animals and creatures on the face of the earth. And he gave them all kinds of names which were the names that God agreed with. Why? Because they were inspired. They were God-breathed. Just like we say all scripture is inspired in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. When we say all scripture is inspired, some translation would say all scripture is God-breathed. That means the breath of God is the one that brings this to us. We saw in Job chapter 32 and verse 8 the last time. And I said there's a spirit in man. And the inspiration is of the Almighty. It's the breath of God that brings life into the spirit of a man. But it's the same. The breath of God brought life to the mind, to the emotions, to the will, to the intellect of a man at the beginning. Glory be to Jesus. Now, the man cannot be in charge when he is not in charge of himself. The man cannot be in church when he's not in church of himself, when he doesn't have discipline. In fact, some translations of the Sophronismus is discipline. That God has given you a mind that has self-control, moderation, and discipline. When we talk about you have a sound mind, you have been given a mind that has self-control, moderation, and discipline. It takes discipline for you to be able to dominate. It takes discipline for you to be able to dominate. Glory be to Jesus Christ. It takes discipline for you to be able to dominate. Unruly people cannot rule. Unruly people cannot rule. You cannot be out of order and bring order. So God wants your mind not to have chaos. God wants your mind to have government, to have order, to have structure, to have pattern, to have system. God does not want your mind scattered everywhere. God does not want your mind uncoordinated. God does not want your mind having no structure and broken down. He wants regimentation because you have to process thoughts. You have to process things in your mind. If there is a loss of coordination in your mind, then we will say that you are ill. But then God wants you to have coordination in your mind. He wants your thought process to be coordinated, regimented. He wants your thought process to be organized. He wants your thought process to have a formula. You can't formulate things when your mind has no formula at all. You cannot just be all over the place. So we have been promised and given the spirit of power, the spirit of love and self-control, moderation, discipline. Glory be to Jesus. Self-control, moderation, discipline. So I want to bring a few nuggets to us today uh, very quickly. One, I've spoken about it. Number one, there are things we should not accept because they were never given to us. There are things we should never accept because they were never given to us. 
weren't like he did not give us the spirit of fear. So we should not accept that as normal because God did not give us that. He did not give you worry. He did not give you anxiety. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in prayer and supplication, make all your requests known unto God. In prayer, supplication, in supplication and thanksgiving, make your requests known unto God. So, God has not given you anxiety. Anytime you are anxious, anytime you are fearful, anytime you have a panic attack, anytime you are in dread, you must know it is not from God. So do not accept anything that God has not given you. There are things we should not accept if they were not because they were not given to us. There are things we should not accept. I'm going to say that again until it gets into your spirit. There are things we should not accept because God did not give that to you. God, God never made you fearful. People taught you how to fear. People taught you how, how to fear. Experiences taught you how to fear. It is the things that you have met. The environment has taught you how to fear. But God never made you fearful. You know, when we talk about even things like personalities, there are personalities that were genetically imposed on us but they most of our personalities are environmentally influenced the environmentally influenced if you grew up in a house where every time you would be told shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up you might grow up as a very quiet person and people might think that's how you have been but the environment has worked on you it has worked on you and shaped you until it has shaped your personality and you're afraid to talk. You're afraid to express yourself because now in your mind it is registered that if you speak, you will get a backlash. So your mind has trained you to shut up and you are in the fear of talking and you can call yourself anything from being an introvert to being a quiet person, yet you are not. It's just that you're fearful. You have been beaten down into submission. So you need to understand that God did not give you the spirit of fear fear if you have fear it is not god that gave you that anything that you did not receive from god you should not accept it glory be to god glory be to god number two is that you need to acquaint yourself with whatever you have been given number one is that you should reject what you are not given you should not accept what you're not given but number two you need to acquaint yourself with whatever you have been given and this includes a sound mind if you know what you have not been given and you don't know what you have been given, you will never receive and embrace what you have been given. You should acquaint yourself. This is why we go into the scripture because you want to know from the scripture, what is my portion from the Lord? What are the promises of God concerning my life? What is it that I deserve as a child of God? So you need to acquaint yourself with whatever you have been given. And that includes a sound mind. When you are acquainted to it, when you know that this is supposed to be yours, you begin to expect it. Glory be to Jesus Christ. You begin to expect it. When you know that this is your promise, that this is your inheritance in the Lord, you begin to expect it. In fact, you will ask for it. The scripture says if we ask anything according to the will of God, that he hears us and he gives us that. First John chapter 5 and verse 14. So if you know that the sound mind has been given to you, if you're battling with stress and you're battling with strain and you're battling with all of this, if you're battling with confusion, you can go to God on what he said. And you say, you said, you have given me a sound mind. I receive a sound mind in the name of Jesus Christ. You are not the author of confusion. First 
Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 31, I believe, is it verse 33? You're not the author of confusion, so I refuse confusion in my mind. I refuse confusion around my life. I have the soundness of mind. I have moderation. I have control, self-control. Glory be to Jesus Christ. So you need to acquaint yourself with whatever you have been given. And this includes a sound mind. Praise be to Jesus. Number three, this is something that I said before. God gave you, you need to understand this, that God gave you a mind as an organ for dominion. God gave you a mind as an organ for dominion. And this means that anything that affects your mind affects your ability to rule. Anything that affects your mind affects your ability to rule. When you are not settled, you won't even go to work. When you're not settled, you don't even want to be in a relationship. When you're not settled, you don't want to start anything new. It is affecting your ability to have dominion on the earth. Anytime the enemy wants to paralyze you, he will use several things. If he cannot discourage you, if he cannot affect your faith, if he cannot cause the warfare to come against you and make you turn back, he just needs to unsettle your mind. Because once he unsettles your mind, he doesn't need to do anything extra. And have you ever noticed, for some of you probably, have you ever noticed that when you're just about to do something great, or you have come from prayer, and you're having this amazing time of fellowship with the Spirit, of the holy of, with the spirit of god then something will just come in that will disturb your mind disturb your mind and the moment your mind is disturbed no matter how overwhelming the presence of god was upon you you just feel like something has lifted you just feel something has lifted you're no longer conscious of the presence of god that you have labored in faith to get so the enemy knows the power of your mind so you need to know god gave you your mind and i'm saying this so that you will do much and everything that you can to keep the soundness of your mind god gave you a mind as an organ for dominion and co-creation glory be to jesus god gave you the mind glory be to jesus christ praise be to god hallelujah hallelujah all uh, right somebody's asking how far is the church from the gateway mall well uh, somebody will text you that right now in jesus name now god gave you a mind as an organ for dominion and co-creation number four something that you need to understand as well and and this will help you just to keep guarding and protecting your mind we'll talk a bit more about that on the thursday but the mind is the seat of the spirit the mind is the seat of the spirit in 1 Corinthians 2, in verse 11, the scripture says, No one knows the mind of a man except the spirit of a man. No one knows the mind of God except the spirit of God, because the spirit searches the deep things. Yes, even the deep things of God. No one knows the mind except the spirit. It is the spirit that knows the mind, because it's the spirit that searches the deep parts. So it is the spirit that has interaction with the mind. So the mind is the seat of the spirit. And I will show you that. Your thoughts are the seeds of the spirits that gain access and work in and through you. I'll say that again. The mind is the seat of the spirit. And I explain. Your thoughts are the seeds of the spirit or spirits that gain access and work in and through you. Your thoughts are the seeds of the spirits that gain access and work in and through you if i feed my mind 
with the thoughts of God, the Holy Spirit gains access over my spirit, over my mind. The Holy Spirit gains access and begins to work through me. The more I feed on the word of God and the thoughts of God, the Holy Spirit gains access. Now, if I go and sit somewhere and begin to read a book that is horrific, a horror book or a horror movie or something, there is a high probability that I may have those kind of dreams. Where the dreams coming from? There were thoughts that were planted and those thoughts gave access to certain spirits. Because Jesus said this, he said the words that I speak, they are spirit. Thoughts are literally spirit. Words are literally spirit. Words are the expression of thought. And so if words are spirit, they cannot come from anything that is not spirit. The scripture says that whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. John 3, 6. Whatever is born of spirit is spirit. Which means that spirit cannot be born by anything outside of spirit. If words are spirit, then thoughts are spirit. Glory be to Jesus. If words are spirit, then thoughts are spirit. So, if the words that I speak are spirit, and words are the expression of thoughts, then thoughts are spirit. Every thought you plant is a spirit planted. It's spirit that has been given access. It's spirit that has been given access. So, if you plant the thoughts of fear, if you're listening to things that are going to make you afraid, the spirit of fear begins to sit right there. If you keep on listening to things that are very negative, then that spirit gains access and begins to work in and through you. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Glory be to God. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Praise be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Good to see every one of you again who's joining me on this other side. Cliff Alambo, uh, Faith Vata, glory be to God. Amy Joy, so good to see you. Sue Mugofwa, praise be to Jesus. Bernard Musila, uh, each and every one of you. Uh, Leah Hola, God bless you as well. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. It's good to have you uh, in this teaching right now. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. The scripture says, keep your heart with all diligence. Now, I thought that the word heart in the Old Testament would be used interchangeably with mind. So that in Proverbs 23 verse 7, it says, as a man thinketh, the part B of it, it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It is the same thing. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So he says, the place of the thinking is the heart. Now, it says the heart of a man is desperately wicked, Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9, uh, because no one can know it. But the truth is that wickedness is in the mind, the imaginations of a man. In Genesis 11 verse 6, nothing can be, re- nothing can be denied to a man if he has imagined it. So there is that interchange uh, of those words. On Thursday, I'll probably go a bit into it. Uh, so that we will learn a bit two Hebrew words, pe and pa, when one is the heart and one is the mouth, because the mouth is the extension. In the Hebrew thinking, the mouth is the extension of the heart. So when it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, those thoughts that are in the heart, heart is interchangeable with mind. Glory be to Jesus. So now, I go back to Proverbs 4 and verse 23. He says, guard your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. Why? Because out of it are the issues of life. 
if you will connect that to Proverbs 23 verse 7 and the B part, and it says to us, as a man thinketh, so is he. So a man is equal to his thoughts. His life is run by the kind of thoughts that he, he has. So you've got to guard your heart and guard your mind because the thoughts that are there are the seeds that produce the kind of life that you live. The thoughts that are planted in there are the seeds that produce the kind of life that you will eventually live. And then eventually out of the abundance of the heart of the mind, the mouth will speak. It is in your head and then you talk about it. It is in your meditation, then you speak it. It becomes your confession. If it is in your mind a lot, you will talk about it a lot. When you fall in love with somebody and you are so impressed and you are head over heels in love with them, you'll just keep on finding yourself talking about the person it is out of the abundance that you have it's out of the abundance that you have now it is important for you therefore to guard the seat of the spirit so that not every kind of thought is planted there not every kind of thought is planted there because once a thought is planted in your mind it will germinate once a thought is planted in your mind it will germinate glory be to god the fifth thing that I need to mention right now, praise be to God, is that you have to bring your mind to the original settings of soundness. <laughs> I say that God gave you a sound mind. So if it is not sound somewhere along the line, it's not God's mistake. It's not God's mistake. God gave you a sound mind. If you are no longer in the place where your mind has moderation, sobriety, order organization where your mind is at peace with you your thoughts your spirit your dreams god where your mind is in equilibrium with everything around your life if you are not at that particular place it is your responsibility to get your mind back on track it is your responsibility to get your mind back on track you have to bring your mind to the original settings and your original setting is soundless glory be to god hallelujah i'm now ready to bring the next part of the teaching go to romans chapter 12 hallelujah hallelujah glory 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 praise be to jesus praise be to jesus praise be to jesus praise be to jesus glory be to god hallelujah romans chapter 12 and verse 1 Oh, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Let me just get my Romans chapter 12 right now. Ah, the Lord is good. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 to verse 3. The scripture says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the masses of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable to god which is your basic and reasonable service verse 2 and be not conformed to this world be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind now i need to read it from the life application study bible i need to read this from a different a different version life application study bible uh, because it will give us a different look at this particular scripture glory be to god 
All right. Let me just find my way to the life application if I'm going to get it in here. Oh, praise be to God. Life application study Bible. Hmm. Let me see what is closest to me. I should have carried my version of that. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. All right. I will read I will read the I will read the American Standard Version. I will just pick a few different versions right now. Um, it says do not be fashioned according to this world. Do not be fashioned according to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you talk about renewing, it is to make it new again. That means that that is where we used to be before. It is to make it new again. Now, that new again is what we actually need to be talking about because that's your original settings. Your original setting is that your mind was sound. Your mind was all right. Your mind was totally balanced it is not god that created the imbalance in your mind glory be to jesus the which translation is this 20th century new testament says do not conform to the fashion of this world but be transformed by the complete change that has come over your minds so that you may discern what's, what God's will is. All that is good, acceptable, and perfect. Do not conform to the fashion of this world. One of the things that creates imbalance in the soundness of our minds is the first part of verse 2 of Romans chapter 12. The desire to conform. The desire to conform. I said one of them. It is not the, but one of them. Do you realize that when you try to be like everybody, when you're taking up so much pressure, when you're trying to fit in, you're living above your means, you are stressed out at work, you're trying to live a certain kind of way, you're comparing yourself with certain other people, you don't even know what's working for them, and you don't even know whether their lives are really working, because sometimes you only see what they present to you, and you begin to desire to be like them. Do you realize that most of your stress comes from external factors? Do you realize that most of your stress comes from external factors? It is what your friends are doing, what your peers are doing, what you think you should be doing, what your goals are, what expectations are, what the society says, what everybody is doing, what everybody is saying, where everybody is at in life, what your age is. Do you realize that most of, most of your deformity comes from the desire for conformity? Most of your deformity comes from the desire for conformity because you're trying to fit in into a pattern. You're trying to fit in into something that you think is the pattern of your life and you begin to stress yourself. 
And so when you get there, ladies and gentlemen, you lose balance. You lose soundness. You begin to lose sleep. You are absolutely stressed out. You, you, you have, you know, your adrenaline levels are so high, you can't even sleep. And then the thing begins to spiral and it's got a spiraling effect and a lot of other things then begin to break down. Now your relationships cannot work because it comes from something. You're not even happy with yourself. You're no longer confident of yourself. You carry these insecurities. And so you are pushing out people away from your life and you're losing business opportunities and you always seem angry and rude and you always very on the edge on the nerve you are too sensitive and anything that comes around you and against you you know you you will snap you will flip out and you don't realize how that loss of balance in your mind is creating chaos in your world and then you blame the chaos in your world for creating the loss of balance in your mind whoa I hope I'm saying it right, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise be to God. So we create these chaos because we've lost balance. We create the chaos because we've lost balance and we blame the chaos. You start saying, you see, nobody loves me. I'm like this because nobody loves me. But then everybody's thinking like, we try to relate with you, but you're always angry. You're always, you're always, you know, snapping. You're always vicious. You will always throw in a snide remark. Somebody will try to compliment you. You'll throw in a remark that somebody will feel like, you know what? Okay, let me just stay away from you. Then you begin to get angry and you feel like you've been isolated because the mind has lost its balance ladies and gentlemen this is something that we must fight for we must fight for sanity because it is the promise of god in the scripture do not conform i will dare say do not compete with this world do not lose sleep over things that you cannot control right now do not lose sleep over things you cannot control right now. You cannot control the fact that you're growing older. Don't you dare lose sleep about that. You just cannot control it. Every day you wake up, you have added 24 hours to your life. You cannot control that. You need to enjoy it, celebrate it, embrace it, learn the lessons. You know, success is not always about where you reach and what you have uh, accomplished or what you have acquired. Sometimes success is just that you're alive, ladies and gentlemen. So celebrate it. Do not allow anything to steal your peace. Don't compete. Don't compete. Don't stress out over people. There will always be it is said every time and we need to we really need to push this into our hearts it is said every time there'll always be somebody who's doing better than you there will always be somebody who sounds more intelligent than you there'll always be somebody who seems to have more favor than you you have to accept yourself i'll teach a few things on thursday uh, to help you have this balance i'll teach you a few things i'll give you a few points but one of the things that you must have is that you must work on your self-esteem you must accept yourself you must have not only the love of god but you must have self-love as well you must have self-love and that begins with self-acceptance you were just 
perfect for God. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not too tall. You're not too short. You're not too dark. You're not too light. You're not too anything. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You fit perfectly into the assignment that God has for you in life. Nobody could be where you were right now in life and still have the grace that you have. So even when you think other people are doing better than you, if they were brought into your circumstances right now, they would probably not have the same kind of grace that you have. So you are the best for where you were at. You are playing in your position. You're not competing with anybody. You're playing in your position. And that position required your personality. That position required the kind of preparation that you have. So you must understand that nobody could be you better than you and nobody could do you better than you and you must accept yourself in order to love yourself glory be to god praise be to jesus so it says to us that be transformed by the complete change that comes over your mind when that complete change comes it says then you will discern what is the will of god when you stop trying to compare yourself and competing with everybody, then you will design your, the will of God concerning you. You will find your own path, ladies and gentlemen. And the moment you find your own path, you will find what you're graced for. You will find what you're built for. You will find what you're anointed for. You will find what you are good at. You will find what you are gifted for. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to God. Verse 3, because I see my time is just running out right now. He says, in fulfillment of the charge with which I have been entrusted, I bid every one of you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. Not to think more highly. This is sobriety. This is self-control. This is moderation. One day at a time, ladies and gentlemen. One day at a time. One day at a time. Oh God, unless you were in the lab trying to find a vaccine for corona please go to sleep you can't be staying up the whole night trying to find out whether they found the vaccine in china whether the madagascar thing is working so just go to sleep ladies and gentlemen just go to sleep there are people who are working over that and you staying up the whole night watching every youtube video and staying up everywhere and watching all the news and cnn and al jazeera and everywhere trying to find out where something has happened is not going to change the circumstance right now so calm down go to sleep don't overthink don't take in more than you should don't even think of yourself higher than you should because that's when you start getting into debt you start thinking that because you are at this level you need to take up, up a house of this level so you need this kind of a car and now you are living on borrowed time borrowed life borrowed everything you are not living at peace and you have to keep on working so hard staying up so late because you are trying to catch up with the life that you have given yourself for some of you, if you're going to develop the sound mind or you're going to recover, renew, reset, you just need to climb down a bit. Just climb down a bit. Climb down on your expenditure. Climb down on the status you have given yourself. Climb down on the expectation of people. Just climb down. You don't need anybody's permission to get back your sanity. You don't need anybody's permission to get back your sanity. Just climb down. Glory be to God. 
When Zacchaeus came down from the tree, he saw Jesus in his house. If some of you will come down from the high horses and the high life you've given yourself, which you cannot afford, you will see the glory and salvation of God. You will sleep peacefully in a smaller house. You will sleep peacefully with one car. You will sleep peacefully with your children going to a less costly school. You will sleep peacefully and be a better father and mother to them because you will be present. Whew. Am I talking too much? I think I'm just sharing the word of God. Glory be to God. All right. He says, think soberly. Think soberly in accordance with the measure of faith that God has allotted to each one. Think soberly. I want to wind up this. I actually brought my notes in here today so that I can be a bit more systematic. Allow me to take five or seven more minutes so that I can just bring out these uh, very quickly. So, because we, we want to be talking now about that just resetting. 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 Let me just read one or two scriptures and then we will pick up from this next Thursday so I don't give more than I should today. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10. Glory. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10. And we have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge after the image, to the image of him who created him. Renewed in knowledge. Where is that renewing? In the mind. We are renewed in knowledge in the mind after the image. So we are going back to original settings. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23 and verse 24. Then we pray and we close and uh, we pick up the teaching on Thursday again. Because there's quite a number of things that we will cover in the name of Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23 and verse 24, it says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And then he says in verse 24 that you put on the new man. So it means that the state of your mind, the state of the mind is the state of the man. The state of the mind is the state of the man. That if you put on the new mind, if you're renewed in your mind, then you will be the new man. You are as your mind is. As a man thinketh, so is he. So if there is the renewing of the mind, there is going to be a new man that is produced. I will continue with this on Thursday. Hallelujah. I will continue with this on Thursday. I will give us a few things that we can do both from scripture and from the experts. Uh, I will endeavor to bring you both from scripture and the experts because it is my prayer and I know it is the desire of God and the will of God that you have a sound mind, that you have peace, you be whole, spirit, soul, and body. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's been a joy just having each and every one uh, of you here. Emmy Joy saying this is such a good teaching, especially this month for mental health awareness. Amazing how the Holy Spirit works. Glory be to God. Pastor Abraham Kanata, good to see you as well. Uh, glory be to God. Mudoni Waroi, uh, Mulinge Mulinge, praise be to God. Grace Kunga, my schoolmate and classmate watching with us as well. Glory be to God. Mwariwa uh, Wairegi, God bless you as you watch right now. I hope that the Lord 
has worked on your heart and just uh, given you peace for what you guys uh, just went through recently and i pray that the peace of the lord will be with you in the name of jesus christ praise be to god is there anybody out there who wants to give their lives to jesus we cannot bring back our mind into order unless we bring back our mind to original uh, operation which is the fact that the mind came alive when the spirit of god breathed upon it i will teach you that on the thursday as well why your mind is so important to you and to god and why the enemy comes after your mind as well then we will talk about how to keep that sanity in the holy ghost but your mind will find its place and balance when it gets back to the original setting and that was when god breathed then man became a living soul the mind of man became a working and living faculty the best place for you to get your balance is in christ that's the best place the scripture says to us in acts chapter 17 and verse 28 in him we move in him we live in him we have our being in colossians chapter 3 it says to us in verse 1 that if you um, are reason with christ and set your mind above where christ is seated and he says for your life is hid in christ and christ in god you were dead you died and now your life is hid with christ and it's and christ is hid with god so you need to understand that there is a place that you can come into and you find absolute balance and that is in christ and i want to lead you to this jesus that we talk about he is the maker of everything the creator of all things he died that the spirit of fear may be broken from your life that you may have boldness to access the father he died so that you may receive the holy spirit so that you and god may have balance spirit soul and body and then you have balance with your environment and with your maker you find absolute peace and balance that is what true wealth is that you have balance acquaint now yourself with your maker i want to pray with you right now all you need to do is to believe that jesus christ is the son of god that he came in the flesh he died on the cross he was buried but then he rose again on the third day if you will confess that with your mouth the scripture says it becomes salvation you repent of your sins meaning that you turn away and you will quickly cross from the place of darkness the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light you will become a child of god and the spirit of adoption by which we cry our father will come upon you that means that god will recognize you as his son and declare publicly that you belong to him so right now say this prayer after me say jesus i believe you are the son of god i believe you came in the flesh i believe you were crucified you died on the cross you were buried in the tomb but on the third day you rose again i believe you ascended to heaven and you are seated at the right hand of the father i believe you will come again i confess that you are now my savior my lord and my god and from today i turn away from sin in your name i pray 
If you have prayed that prayer, let me also pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the lives that have turned to you right now. I pray for the blessing of God over them, the grace to cause them to stand, the grace to cause them to grow, the grace to cause them to be established in the faith and in the works of God in Jesus' name. I pray for the infilling with the Holy Spirit. Open their eyes to understand the scriptures to the glory of God. Thank you, Lord, for the covering of your love over their lives. Amen and amen. If you have given your life to Jesus, three things that I need you to do. Number one, get in touch with us and let us know that you have given your life to Christ. Number two, share the news with your friends and your family. Tell everyone around you, tell everyone you know that you have given your life to Jesus Christ. Number three, I want you to get yourself a Bible and begin to study the Word of God. Now, I know churches are closed, church buildings are closed all over the place, so you may not find a place to go and fellowship, depending on where you're watching us from. But one of the places that you can begin to feed yourself from and grow is right here online. If you are in another nation, another city, another town, and you do not know who to reach out for, you can still get in touch with us and we will try and help you get in touch with somebody that we may know or somebody who knows somebody who is around where you are, who will walk with you in the walk of faith and grow you and nurture you because you need fellowship with believers as well and you need shepherds who will feed you God's word as well just to grow you in the things of faith but as heaven rejoices so do we and we are glad that you watched and we are glad that you have given your life to jesus christ and that's the best thing that has happened today in the name of jesus christ i want to pray for somebody who is battling in their mind pressure stress depression i want to pray over you right now in the name of jesus christ of nazareth let every warfare in your mind cease. May God set you free from every bondage of the enemy. May God uproot every thoughts of the enemy that causes anxiety, that causes anxiety, fear, stress. Everything that the enemy is using against your mind right now, I pray that God uproots it. May he shield your mind and guard your mind by the peace that passes all understanding today i pray that you find balance right now in the name of jesus emotional balance intellectual balance mental balance right now in the name of jesus and where it is a spirit i command that evil spirit to leave in jesus mighty name every demonic attack over your mind and your emotions right now i command them to leave i break the power of the enemy over your mind and your emotions right now in jesus mighty name every spiritual machinations that is being used against your mind to control you to unsettle you to create imbalance every manipulation anywhere in the spirit i break it right now by the power and the authority that is in the name of jesus receive soundness of mind to the glory of god amen and amen amen I want us to give to the Lord right now. I want us to give to the Lord. It's always a joy to give to the Lord. Praise be to God. Our God is a good God. He blesses us with all things, life and everything that pertains to life. And so I just want you to get into your resources. I want you to get your money and give unto the Lord. Praise God. You want to pay your tithe and uh, you want to pay your tithe. The pay bill 655-125. Uh, you go ahead and do that. Uh, if you do not 
if you if you're not within if you're outside of the country and you want to send in your tithe or you want to give your good offering as well you can use uh, plus two five four seven one three five nine six five five two plus two five four seven one three five nine six five five two for your tithe your offering your generous gift your seed your support you know there's so many of you who keep on giving and saying you know keep preaching and keep on doing the work of the lord and we appreciate you because your gifts uh, uh your gifts are pushing us into just bringing the word of god each and every day that we come over here and your gifts are just partnering with us and helping us to preach the gospel to everyone who needs to hear it and we are glad and we thank you for doing that for giving generously for giving with uh, hearts that are open and you've been giving from all corners of the world and we appreciate you as well so go ahead and do your tithes and your offerings if you're using wave or world remit uh, the number is the same plus two five four seven one three five nine six glory be to jesus christ but if you're around the nation you want to do pay bill it's six five five one two five or if you want to do direct and pesa still the same seven one three five nine six five five two but if you want to do pay bill it's six five five one two five and that is for tithes and for the offerings father god bless every giver bless everyone who is stretching out their hands multiply the seed sown and increase the fruits of righteousness i pray that you activate their minds for innovation for money in the name of jesus christ thank you for productive minds out there right now glorify yourself in their lives in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen and amen glory be to god tomorrow morning 6 a.m east african time that is GMT plus 3, 6 a.m. We have morning mist. We do that every Monday to Friday, 6 to 7 a.m. So join us for a time of prayer and sharing of the word. At 3 p.m. GMT plus 3, 3 p.m. tomorrow, Wednesday, we have winds of worship. We spend an hour in just magnifying the Lord in song and in dance, in worship and adoration. On Thursday, we get back here to continue with the teaching on a sound mind, where I will share the next portion of scriptures, word and wisdom that God has for us, because you must have wellness, wholeness and wealth in the name of Jesus Christ. On Saturday, we have the Saturday starter. But on Friday, you will see a flyer going around. On Friday, we have something with the young people on Zoom, 8 p.m. plus 3 GMT. We've got something with the young people. It will be on Zoom. We'll just have a time of sharing wisdom, sharing knowledge, experiences, answering questions, and shaping them uh, on something we call the quiver. So look out on all the pages. You will see the flyer going around. But on Saturday, we have the Saturday starter. And then on Sunday services, 8.30 10:30 and 3 p.m. All of them GMT plus three. The Lord bless you and keep you. Watch over you. Cause His face to shine upon you. Give you peace. Remember to follow us. The Covenant Channel. Uh, subscribe. The Covenant Channel on YouTube. The Covenant Channel. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us everywhere that you see us. Just follow us as we follow the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Shalom, Irene. Peace and prosperity. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. Nothing shall be broken in your life. Until tomorrow. See you. Be well. Be whole. Be at peace. Lord, we worship you. We give you all the glory. 